Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I thought today I'd welcome you kind of like into my world as a human, because I think you probably know a lot about my knowledge as a uh, like a professional in the marketing world and all of these other things, but you might not know who I am unless you know me personally. And I think we should get to know each other. So I'm making this episode. This is a very difficult episode for me to make, and I'll explain why. Um, a friend of mine and I were talking about this. I was I was interviewing her for the show. She's an attorney. She's going to be coming on the show in a, in a bit. And after the interview... We got kind of like on a different topic of conversation and things got really vulnerable and she said to me that she is somebody that doesn't really ask questions because she doesn't want to pry into someone's life and make them feel like they have to tell her what's going on in their life. So she kind of treats it as like, if you want to tell me things about how you're doing and what's going on, like you will, but I don't want to pry that out of you. Little did she know, one of my biggest pet peeves is when people don't ask questions. I, like, hate that. (laughs) Like, ask the fucking question. Like, I don't understand the assumptions and, like, the, you know, uh, kind of the people that, like, just say stuff and they don't really ask you to enter into the conversation sometimes pisses me off. Um, Especially if it happens, like, a lot. Or they don't really create an entryway for you to get into the conversation. So she didn't know that, obviously. But I was sitting there and I was like, interesting. (laughs) But um, it was also kind of a, a lesson for me because when somebody doesn't ask questions, I just assume they don't give a fuck. That's my assumption. They don't care. But I'm sitting across from somebody who's telling me they don't ask questions because they don't want to burden people with the need to answer when they don't want to answer. Um, So we were both kind of sitting there with the like, well, if they wanted to ask a question, they would. Or if they wanted to tell me something, they would. I think that entire mentality is so fucked. Um, I mean, look at dating advice nowadays, too. Like, that's the if they wanted to, they would. We've all heard that. But that's just, like, not how it goes. Everybody has different internal reasons and, like, internal conditioning for why they do the things they do that may have nothing to do with you. Like, they may have nothing to do with how you may see the world. And 99% of the time it doesn't, has nothing to do with us, right? So that if they wanted to, they would. It's, like, it's a very... I'm all for being selfish sometimes, but that to me is like borderline too selfish because you really think the whole world revolves around you. And that was something for me that I was like, wow, I was really sitting here doing the same thing that I really hate other people do um, in terms of assuming that if somebody wanted to do something, they would instead of just doing it. 
And so um, she, yeah, she told me that. And then I said, well, it's interesting because I'm the opposite. I'll ask a lot of questions just to avoid talking about myself because I don't want to burden somebody else with my life and the things that are going on with me. And she was like, why do you feel like you burden people with that? And I was like, I really don't know. I think honestly, it's because I, when I was younger, um, I felt very much like kind of the outcast. I was bullied a lot in school. I mean, at this point, like who wasn't right? Teenagers are cunts. And (laughs) um, I got bullied for who I was. So I think at that point is when I was like, well, then I'm just not going to share who I am with other people. And I became really quiet. I didn't really like, you know, I asked questions, but when, if you would walk away from the conversation, you would know nothing about me, but I would know a lot about you. And I felt very comfortable in that space because I was like, I'm the turtle with my shell on. Like, I'm good. Nobody can, like, make fun of me for the things I told them about me, blah, blah, blah. And then it just kind of carried into, like, adulthood. I don't know. Um, for example, like, I don't I guess this is, like, a practice round or a fact number one. I don't even really know. But up until, like, maybe, I want to say two, three years ago, I would walk into dates with like a script, like talking points. Here are the things I will share about myself. Everything that's not on this list is not going to be brought up on the date. And it got even like, I think um, when my dad died, dating was even harder because I was like, I already feel very like uh, difficult in terms of talking about myself and my life and things going on with me as a human being that I was, I became very afraid of like the parent conversation when people ask you like how your parents met or are your parents still together or like, I didn't know how to navigate that because I'm like, well, now one of my parents is gone, but I'm like, I'm okay with it. I'm fine with it. But I don't know how to bring that up without looking like damaged or whatever. Like I had so many issues around that. Um, so yeah, I, I love vulnerability. I think it's a very beautiful thing. It's like, it's a very huge form of intimacy to me, but I don't feel comfortable with a ton of people to share myself that way. And now here I am putting it on the internet. I think this is a big step (laughs) for me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I was like, this is going to be huge for me and making this episode because it is very difficult. For me otherwise and it is also in social situations um I used to have friends that I'm not friends with anymore because they had such a difficult time with like getting me to let them in which looking back I'm like thank god I didn't okay dodged a bullet with some of these people but that was always like a point of argument with us where it's like I feel like you're not letting me in so big step Big, big step, big sleigh. Um, So yeah, I thought I would make this episode basically to just share things about myself with you. Um, And some things you maybe know already. If you follow me on social media, some some things maybe you don't. So I think I told you already quite a lot. (laughs) Um, But I I guess fact number one, we'll start, we'll start, ease back into it. Um, I was born in the U.S., but I'm culturally not American. So my dad was German and my mom is Russian. And I was raised kind of like a cultural bubble, 
where, you know, everything in the outside world was in English, obviously. But when I would come home, it's all everything. It's like little Russia, you know, we like ate Russian food and spoke Russian and, you know, watched like Russian movies and Russian books and like all all of that. I I even lived in Russia for like the first five years of my life. Um, so I'm very more culturally I don't feel culturally American a lot of the times, even though I think my Russian friends would disagree with me um, just because I don't live there anymore, right? But yeah, I always felt kind of like culturally just like different. Um, I do speak the language, by the way, in addition to a number of other ones. (laughs) Um, So I guess fact number two, languages I speak, Russian was my first language and then English. French, German, um, a little bit of Italian, and I'm also learning Arabic now, too. Um, I've always wanted to learn Arabic, but I got really, like, interested in it when I watched Dubai Bling on Netflix, (laughs) and I was like, oh my god, I love this war, this is so fascinating. I know it's a reality show, and I know it's fucking scripted or whatever, but still, um, I got really fascinated, so I hopped on Duolingo, but... I think I need a more like intermediate resource for learning language because Duolingo is great for certain things. But right now I I know how to say like amazing husband really well, but not like help. Where's the hospital? You know what I'm saying? So, (laughs) um, so I don't even know how many facts that was, but that was a lot of facts, I guess. Um, one of my first jobs, uh, God, oh my God, I did a lot of weird things. Um, I worked in food and beverage. So I was a server in college. I also did work study. If you don't know what that is, it's basically like you basically like work on campus to pay for your own tuition. Um, it, it's like a, a form of financial aid um, for the underprivileged. But I, yeah, did work study on campus. I think it was in like the international studies department or something like that. Or maybe it was in the study abroad office. I don't really even remember. Um, And then I was also a server for quite some time at like the country club on campus. I went to UNC Chapel Hill, by the way, for college. Um, And then during the summers, I worked at a Hallmark card shop. And I actually was very reluctant to go to that job because I think I have social anxiety. It's not formally diagnosed, but at this, at this point, I, I really do think that's, that's the case. Um, and so I was really nervous to be in like a customer service setting. And even my server job, I was really nervous. The, the work study job was a desk job, so I didn't have to interact with people. But um, I was really nervous to work at the card shop. Cause I was like new setting, whatever. And I was supposed to be stocking inventory and I was actually really excited and really comfortable with that. And then, um, I would interact with the customers when they would come in. So they put me behind the register and I was like, Oh shit. But I actually really ended up liking it, um, behind the register. There were some points when they were like, can you go help us stock inventory? And I was like, oh, no, I really like being over here. Um, and it was me and a bunch of old ladies working there and it was really lovely. But yeah, I liked, I think that was one of my favorite like earlier jobs that I had, um, you know, before I started the whole marketing thing, but, oh my gosh, what else? I feel like I told you a lot of things. Um, I love to travel. It's a really big thing for me. I, and also something I look for in other people. 
Um, I love people that are very well-traveled or just like cultured. Um, I think one of my favorite places to go to is Italy. I think I've been almost everywhere in Northern Italy, Southern Italy. I have yet to go to, but I've done a lot in Northern Italy, all over Europe, really. Um, of course, Eurasia, um, God, some parts of the United States, but most of my travel has been in Europe. However, I would really like to go to expand kind of my, um, travels even further to like deeper into Asia, Middle East, um, Africa, South America. I really love to, to expand my worldview even farther. Um, but yeah, I love to travel. And like I said, I do look for it in other people. And I don't want to say it's an ick when people don't like to travel, but it kind of is like, I don't think I have a single friend that doesn't enjoy traveling. Um, but yeah, if I had to pick a place to vacation, let's say, um, I think I only recently started enjoying like beach vacations, but I hate being bored. So to me, a lot of like beach stuff is like very boring, you know, like lying on the beach and tanning. First of all, I can't do that. I'm white as hell. So, um, you know, I just burn to a crisp. We skip the tanning. We just go from white to burnt, you know? So, um, yeah, a lot of like beach activities to me were always really boring, but a couple years back, I went to Tulum in Mexico and it was actually quite nice. You know, like there's a lot, I think when you go to the, like a beach vacation as an adult adult, it's a little bit of a different vibe. It can actually be quite fun. But when I was younger, mm -mm. like take me to a city. I don't, why, why are we going to the beach for what? Um, so yeah, I don't know. Let's see. What else? I told you where I went to college. I have two degrees. Uh, however, I went to college. I don't use my college degree. I really wanted to go to law school. And my dad was like, well, you speak a lot of languages, so you could be a good like international lawyer. And But I really wanted to do criminal defense. Why? Because I don't even fucking know. Um, I'm very fascinated with the way like the criminal mind works. Like it's so different from, I don't even know how to describe like regular people thinking, I guess. Um, and the only way that you can really be exposed to, to that kind of thinking or even see it or any, anything like that, aside from like a true crime film or whatever, it would be if you were like an investigative journalist or if you were their attorney. And I was just always very psychologically fascinated with that. It is absolutely no surprise, I think, because in general, human behavior is very fascinating to me. But yeah, I wanted to do that. And then I would, I would have never gotten into, into, uh, law school with the grades I had in college. So I competed in an advertising competition. I, I've had finished my major a little earlier and one of my friends was like, you should come and hang out. And I always thought the, the communications and like advertising and PR kids were so cool. Like they seemed like they were having such a fun time in college and I never had a fun time with my studies in college. I hated it. Um, I had a fun time in other ways but not academically. And so I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go, whatever. And my friend at the time knew that I was like designing Tumblr themes and that I, you know, really like dabbled, dabbled is even generous in graphic design. 
Um, and he was like, you should come, like you could help us design stuff and whatever you would like assemble a team basically. And essentially the advertising competition was like a 24 hour lockdown. You get assigned a real client, like a local brand or company that you have to create a campaign for. And I didn't know all that. I just said, put my name down. I didn't ask for what, and that was on me. Um, but long story short, my team won our, our client. I think it was like three teams per client and our team won ours. And I shit you not. It's because of the pitch. And I, it was me and my friend who, who asked me to participate. We were the two pitching and I swear to God, it was because of that. <laughs> Cause the work itself, if I were to look at it now, I'd be like, this is objectively not good, but we really sold it. And I think that's when I realized I was like, wow, I think I'm really good at this. Um, and he, my friend told me that I should look into portfolio school. And that's kind of how I figured out that, oh, you can actually get like a degree doing this. So, um, my mom and I were in the car on the way to DC with a couple friends of mine and I like pitched her in the car and I was like, by the way, <laughs> I'm applying to portfolio school. And the only one based in the U S is based in Atlanta. I really wanted to leave the United States and like go to school somewhere else and like get the fuck out. But I was like, the only one that's in there that's in the U S is in, is in Atlanta. And that's the one that happened to accept me first. So I, I moved to Atlanta and have moved around for a little bit, but I'm based here now. God, what else? This is really difficult. You guys, I'm not even going to lie. Um, oh, speaking of moving, I've moved around quite a bit. Um, I was raised in North Carolina, but I told you that I lived in Russia for the first five years of my life. So after Russia, we moved to North Carolina. My mom like did really well, uh, career wise and financially in Russia, but in the U S it was definitely more so of a struggle. And I think my mom did a really, really good job of like not letting me know that we were struggling. Like I, as a child, I didn't really feel that. But of course, if you're the only kid in your family, it's kind of obvious and you're raised by a single parent. It's kind of certain things become more obvious to you than if you had siblings or if you have two parents or whatever. But, um, so yeah, we struggled for quite a bit. We lived in a hotel for a little while. So sweet life of Zach and Cody, a uh, little bit of a triggering show for me personally. Um, cause that's not how it goes. And then we, uh, rented an apartment. We were renting a townhouse and then my mom bought a house. That was a huge, like, huge thing for us. Um, and then, yeah, and then I, I went to college. I, I was raised in that house, and then I went to college uh, in Chapel Hill. From there, I moved to Atlanta. After uh, grad school in Atlanta, I moved to New York, and I worked at a fashion label, specifically in luxury bridal. Um, and I worked there until the pandemic. And then after the, during the pandemic, I, I moved back to Atlanta. So I moved around quite a bit, like definitely not as much as like army brats or whatever, but still, um, God, what else you guys, I don't even know where we're at in terms of number of facts. I'm just fucking spewing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think the last thing I'll tell you, I'm sure at this point, oh, actually, no, I don't think people know. I think people know at this point that I have a hand tattoo. It's kind of hard to hide. Um, and you'll see it sometimes in like TikToks or, or on my stories on Instagram. But I have another, I have two more, two, maybe three. Um, I have a snake on my shoulder and I got the snake because I have a tendency 
when I, you know, find tattoos that I like or want a tattoo, I have a tendency to be like, I want it to have meaning. So when I got the snake, I was like, fuck this shit. I'm getting a tattoo just because I like it. Um, It's not going to have any meaning attached to it. And then a friend of mine said, oh, did you know that snakes like literally have to shed their skin to survive? Like they have to evolve to survive. And I was like, God damn it. Now you ruined it for me because now there's a meaning attached to it. So anyways, it went from a no meaning tattoo to essentially the meaning of change and like evolution, basically having to evolve as a person to survive. (laughs) Um, And then I have... My first tattoos I have on my ribs and girl, they kind of look like prison tats. I'm not going to lie. I got them when I was studying abroad in Germany. My tattoo artist spoke none of the languages I spoke. He spoke Spanish. I I don't speak Spanish and I didn't speak any of the languages that he spoke. I also do wonder how the fuck you are a tattoo artist who only speaks Spanish in Germany, but okay, we'll just bypass that question. But anyway, um, I got a swan and the word go. Um, because the swan, I, it's like one of the most faithful animals that exists. Um, and then the word go I got because when I went to study abroad, I actually had like surgery for Crohn's a month before. Um, I have Crohn's disease. If you don't know what that is, it's an autoimmune disorder. Um, it has to do with like your gut and like inflammation that happens in your gut. So Mine is like fairly under control, but some people's are, uh, they have, they can't eat certain things or uh, what have you. But anyway, so I had a really serious surgery (laughs) and then I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to go regardless. I have to study abroad. Like I don't give a shit. So I literally like, I think a month and a half later I was in Germany and I remember my doctor was like, no, none of our patients have healed this fast. And I think that's when I started to believe really in like the power of your mind and what your mind can do. Um, so yeah, so I got that tattoo because I was like, just go. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It, it seemed like a very revolutionary concept to me at the time. Um, I was a junior in college, so everybody relax. Um, yeah, and then I have a hand tattoo. And this, ta- this hand tattoo literally means nothing. So finally I got my wish and I have a tattoo that literally means nothing. So success. Um, I think I want more for sure, which will be hard for my mother to swallow, but that's how it is. Um... But yeah, I don't know what else. I feel like I had another fact I wanted to tell you, but I don't remember what it was. I don't remember what it was. So I think I'm just going to leave it here. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the chaos of this episode. Um, like I said, this is really difficult for me to do, so bear bear with me. But um nevertheless, I hope you got to know me a little bit more. And if you have any questions or if any of the things I mentioned like relate to you, please DM me. Like, I love having conversations with y'all. Um, and you telling me things about yourself. I think it, it just really helps us bond and like connect and stuff. And I really like that. So I like getting to know you guys as well. So please do DM me if anything that you heard here was like impactful or you really, um, but yeah, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.